Coach, um, do these conversations ever get easier on the front end and also on the back end with the tryout guys? I know that's probably one of the hardest things to do at, at practice at, at these NFL camps. Yeah, no, because you have a tremendous amount of empathy for these guys that come out here and are doing everything they're asked to do. And there's only so many spots on a, an NFL roster. Um, and those get taken away after each few weeks here in training camp. But I told those guys I appreciate the day one and let's go out here and have a good day too and we'll see how it goes. We can see a bunch of your you know, higher drafted guys, the uh, Hyatts and Banks, uh, get in there in the individual, or seven and seven, I should say, sorry, yeah. live drills. What's your thought process behind that? Yeah, I mean, they've been on the road quite a bit, uh, had a lot of visits. So again, the, one of the main things is just come out of here healthy, let them figure out how we do some things, where some things are, uh, and then get a look at some of the trial guys as well. They'll have plenty of time to get a lot of reps here, you know, over the next, call it a few weeks. In terms of the draft picks, um, how much do you use these couple of days, and you're not getting on the field a lot, do you use these couple of days to kind of confirm the things that you thought about them through the process? I, I just think it's a kind of a start over evaluation process for all those guys. Uh, you meet, you prepare in terms of the selection of the player. But now that they're here and they're figuring out how we do things, there's, you only put so many things in with, with each player, per se. So Jalen, you know, all the other receivers, we did the same thing with them to see how they pick things up. But um, there's even a little bit more now, and there'll be some more you know, in a couple weeks when they get back, um, kind of get their feet wet. What do you view Eric Ray being able to do at this level? And, and what do you hope to see for him not just this camp, but going forward. Um, yeah, no, I think he was a good college football player. Again, until he's out here with, with our players and competing against our guys, doing the stuff we ask him, um, you know, I'm not going to wait until August or September to see where we're at on that one. Uh, so, Brian, in, in, in your two decades in the league, um, um, have you seen an evolution at that position running back? You know, do you think it's, it's, it's pretty... You know, the money has been an evolution, the, the usage, the combos, uh, you know, passing out the back, yeah. you know, all that stuff. I, I think it's really just an evolution of the game in and of itself. Um, you're always going to have big backs that can stick it in there and run downhill. Um, you may have some receiving backs or some backs that can play on all three downs. I don't really think that's been different since I've been in the league. Um, you know, the usage of the player, again, you know, running back, there's certain guys have different skill sets, um, you know, pass backs, running backs, in terms of just handling the ball, but uh, like to utilize guys that can do you know, both in both phases. When you were in, when you were in Kansas City, um, uh, didn't uh, um, your running back have a monster year, number-wise? Jamal? Yeah. Yeah, Jamal had a good year. Um, I think Reggie had one of his better years at Miami, Peyton Hillis. Again, it's just dependent on the team, what you have. So uh, you have a bunch of receivers or you have tight ends or running backs. Your job as a coach is to figure out how to use your, your guys that are best on your team. Would you like to lighten Saquon's load a little bit? And, and how do you feel about like two-back system? Um, well, it depends on what we have out here come August and hit around, see what we got in terms of players' loads and how much. I mean, it's a completely different team. We'll, we'll see how it goes once we once we get out here and compete with pads and, and training camp and preseason games. Right, I know much.
Brian, I know you have an idea of what these players can do before they come in. But once you get them out on the field and you start to really see them in person, do you ever say to yourself, wow, you know, maybe we could do this and add this to the playbook? I mean, do they ever inspire you in that way, or do you just kind of have a set way of doing things as far as, you know, the playbook? and? Yeah, no, not, not at all. Uh, not right, maybe not right now, uh, but once phase three hits, um, and we're out here practicing a little bit, albeit without pads and training camp, certainly you do that. So if there's something that you see from a particular player that maybe you didn't see on tape, whether it's in college, whether it's with another team, you definitely want to do that. I don't think you just have a, a playbook and say, here's what we're going to run. I think the playbook uh, is predicated on what the players do well. Does Jalen as a punt returner fall into that category at all? Is it something yeah. you would yeah. think about doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Look, we'll put as many guys back there as we can to figure that one out. Um, but again, it's a ways away. How much one-on-one time are you getting with the tryout guys, and how much kind of time are they getting with the position coaches? Um, I would say that it's it's pretty consistent with how we do a normal kind of phase three in terms of the meetings. Eight o'clock, they come in, they meet from eight to eight fifty-five with their position coaches, or maybe Wink wants to meet with them for ten minutes. Kafka does. We have a little team meeting. They go back out, they have another long meeting with their position coaches. Um, and we do a walkthrough, and then we come out here, then watch the tape, and then we go back in at, you know, call it 2.30 today and you know, finish watching the tape. But I'd say this camp they have a little bit more with their individual coaches because there's a lot less install. Um, so Kafka's not up there for 40 minutes installing plays. Um, you know, there's five plays a day here. How important is that for like, the tryout guys? Yeah, no, it's really important. Um, they're the ones meeting with them for you know, a few hours a day. And that's why we don't put in a whole lot in this type of camp because uh, we want to see who can pick things up for, you know, call it five, six plays, a couple defenses, be really detailed. If they're struggling with that, um, then that's, that's an issue. James, where are you with, with Jalen in terms of perhaps the necessity of him to broaden a little bit of the, the route tree and that kind of thing? Uh, I'm. I'm good with Jalen. Um, again, he, uh, he's been asked to do certain things. Uh, he's had a couple of different coaches in college. Again, day one out here, um, did everything we asked him to do, and uh, each day we'll build off that. Dave, what was your uh, pre-draft contact with Baldonado? I'm always interested by guys who are a little raw. I guess he grew up in Rome and whatnot. Uh, yeah, what I, not, not a lot. Yep, not a lot. With Jalen Hyatt, um, how much did your did that Alabama game kind of pop off the tape for you guys? How much do you think it played into you know the evaluation of him as a player? So, you know, he mentioned how that kind of you know yeah, took five to the next level. he had five yeah. touchdowns. But I think you know, you, you, again, when you're evaluating these guys, Jordan, you you go back. It's it's not one game, particularly with our scouting department. They've watched every game usually for two, sometimes three years. Um, once the coaches get involved. You know, it's probably not as extensive as, as what the scouts have been, but you know that's definitely a game we looked at. Uh, I wouldn't be wouldn't say it's a deciding factor by any stretch, but it was a. I know, like, isn't Alabama like okay? We're seeing him against four guys that are going to be in the NFL. Yeah, so well, he plays in the SEC, so yeah. I mean, he plays in the SEC. It's a pretty good conference down there. Um, you no, know, yeah, I mean, he had an outstanding game, no question about it. But he was a, he was a productive player for him. Uh, good speed, had good intangibles. We met with him on a thirty visit. 
it was kind of all encompassing. Did Joe call you immediately after? He, he said he was at that game. Did he call you immediately after? No, we were busy playing, getting a game, getting getting ready for a game. So you know those type of conversations, when they're on colleges and looking at college players, we're pretty busy handling our business. I forgot who it was we played. I remember we were home because there was a lot of guys down in the cafeteria watching the end of that game. Um, no, but he didn't call me. With, uh, with John Michael, with John Michael, I mean, you guys say all the time that for your offensive linemen and defensive linemen, your evaluation really doesn't start until you know five days into training camp. But when you have a rookie like that, yeah, uh, who you know, eventually you'll you'll count on a lot. Do you kind of set out that? schedule for him in terms of what the next couple of months will be? I mean, because he's yeah. a guy who's you know, not going to hit somebody again until August. Yeah. I mean, really, for those, for the linemen, both sides, it's, it's a lot of mental work, and then it's a lot of technique work, albeit without pads. Um, so, you know, Bobby's done a great job. You know, we've been together here for the past five years. Um, you know, he's got a good plan, not just for, for him, but for all the linemen. Uh, but there's a lot of calls and a lot of different things that you know, maybe we call things that he did it at Minnesota and maybe some more protections. Uh, but, you know, it's a long, you know, playing offensive line in this league, whether it's tackle, center, guard, it's it's a challenging position early on in your career. Is he getting anything out of, you know, notice how for seven on sevens, he's flipping the ball yeah. back every time. I mean, what are you trying to get out of that for him? Just make, making the calls? And no, just, ha just have him snap the ball to the quarterback. Um, you know, usually there's a, an equipment guy up there because they're doing one-on-ones when we got pads on and things like that. But just get him some extra snaps to the quarterback, let him hear the quarterback's cadence. Um, that's that's about it. Did Dajan actually play for you, right, Jeremiah? Yeah, Jeremiah. Did that help? Does that does that help? Did you talk to Jeremiah at all during the process? Does that help? Like maybe he knows some of the offense. Like maybe that's a little different for the agent to be a former player for the yeah. head coach. I'd say, look, Jeremiah, he was a, a very smart player. Uh, you know, what we did when I was with him is, you know, probably a little bit different now. But, um, you know, certainly I think having someone like that for John Michael is, is probably a benefit. You'd have to ask him. Um, I've stayed in contact with Jeremiah, uh, you know, on a lot of different things. Got a lot of uh, you know, trust in him. So it's good to be able to bounce some things off of him and, you know, regarding players that he may, may represent.